Baruch Hashem, Mishnah Torah, in Hilchai Shvur is the laws of oaths. Pedic Shlishi, the third Pedic, in the first Pedic, the Rambam laid out the four different types of Shvurs and their punishments. And the Pedic, based yesterday's Pedic, the Rambam uh, told us what is considered taking a Shvur. And today he's going to actually continue in that subject and he's actually going to fill us in that when somebody takes a type of shavua called shavua, which is onus, which is forced, and he'll give the definitions for that in these in the first half of the parak, and in, in or you say that duress under duress, under compulsion for duress. Well, he'll see. It's not just that. It's he'll explain to you exactly what he means. And in the latter part of the parak, he speaks about. Shvua is Havai, the exaggerated Shvua, and Shvua Shigoga is the unintentional Shvua, and what they mean, what the def- definition is, and the fact that these Shvuas, a person is not Chayev if he made them. Halacha Aleph. Kol Anyone that took an oath, any of these four above mentioned oaths, Ba'inis, Oynes literally means under coercion. We'll see, he'll define what that means. So he is totally potter from any punishment. Whether he took the oath from the outset under an, a state of oynes, as we explained, the Ramam explained in Perik Aleph that if somebody, for example, was, was uh, taken to court and the claim was that he owed that person money and he forgot that he owed the money and he took an oath that he doesn't owe the money and later on he remembers that he owes the money, that Shvua is called the Shvua's Oynes. The Ramam said in Perik Aleph. Or if he did not know the Anala take a Shvua, that's called the Shvua's Oynes. So, whether he did such a shvua, or in a case where he took a regular shvua, a good shvua. However, after he took the shvua, he was not able to carry out and fill it out and go through with it because of an oinus. He was not permitted, he was not allowed to be mekayim to fulfill what he vowed that he will do. What he took an oath to do. Oi, the third type, the third type of Shuas Oynes here is that he was coerced to, to he was uh, under duress, he was forced to, and the Amma will give examples for this, to swear. Therefore, we allowed to take a Shavu, allowed to take an oath, to the people that they oppress people to uh, mafioners, they oppress people to give over their money. We're not talking about mafioners that were dangerous, they can kill, but talking about that they pressure you and, and they sort of a gazlonim, they pressure you to give up your property. And to those that are even a step further, they're even prone to, to kill. To the tax collectors. So you're allowed to swear to them if they, they say, oh, give me your money. You're allowed to say, I swear I'm not going to eat meat if I have money. So you're taking a shvua. But really, it's under oynus, and you won't be chayev. By what type of tax collector 
Did the Chachamim say that you're not, you're not responsible? You're allowed to take the Shvua. And it, they won't be held against you. Talking about a tax collector that appoints himself, self-appointed tax collector. In some neighborhoods, they call it the mafia man. He takes money from people without permission from the government, from the king. He says, anyone in this community, everyone pays me a tax. Or he has a license. He's taking tax with permission of the king. He does not strictly take what the king expects him to take. He takes more what he's allowed to take. These are people are called gazlanim. As explained in Hilchas Gizela. So to these types of tax collectors, you're legally not obligated to pay, and they're gazlanim, and to those you're allowed to, to, to uh, take such a shvua. However, if he is a tax collector that was appointed by the king to collect the taxes, then the case is not so. If it's a legal tax that the, the government is charging, and it's with, with the laws of the land, so you have to be obligated to pay it. Said like this, even though you're allowed to take a shvua for this oinus and it will not be held against you, but nevertheless, the chachamim expect you to go a step further. The time that you're taking that shvua oinus, in your mind, you should be thinking, you should think something in your mind that will make that it's potter. Like the Ramam will explain later, it's how someone takes a shvua for this, for this uh, oinus. He's not going to eat meat, but in his mind, he's having a mind today. He's only not going to eat meat today. Even though the words that he didn't utter from his mouth, but he only thought them in his heart, is not considered, dvarim is not considered words, it's considered thought, and thought doesn't come to play over here, it doesn't have an effect, and the chorid means nothing, it's worthless, whatever he thinks. In other words, he, he said he's not going to eat meat, let's say, and he meant he's not going to eat meat. So the chorid piv, but in his mind, he thought when he said that, only for today, but he didn't say only for today. But since, since he could not verbalize that fact because of the situation he was in, he can rely on what he's thinking in his mind. Okay. What would be a scenario? He swore to this anos, to this strong man, that he's not going to eat meat. And he didn't specify any details. boy, in his mind he thought, he's not going to eat meat today. Or even better than that, he said meat, but he meant meat of a non-kosher animal, chazir. He is permitted, in other words, he's permitted to take the shavua, and you're not obligated to keep it, and so too, anything similar to that. Hey, now that was with the Shvuas Oynes. The first half of the Perek speaks about Shvuas Oynes. Now that I'm moving on to the next case, Shvuas Hain Shvuas Havai Vishal Shgogus. So too, Shvuas Havai. 
The word Havai will translate here to mean an exaggerated Shavua. Veshashgogos is an unintentional Shavua. Potter, Aleyhen, he is Potter. If he took a Shavuos Havai or Shavuos Shashgogos, he is Potter. He's not, he's not held liable. Shavuos Havai Ketzad, what is an example? of an exaggerated shvua, Kigarin, for example, Sherok Hayolis Gidoilis. He saw a massive army, amount of, a great amount of troops, and he saw a very high wall, very high, you know, city wall. And he took an oath, I saw the army of such and such a king. There were so many soldiers, like the amount of Jews that went out of Egypt. In other words, like 600,000 men besides the women and children. And obviously it wasn't that many soldiers. But he's just exaggerating. I saw the wall of this city. Oh, it was high to the sky. Even though we know it's exaggerated, it doesn't mean to this guy. similar things. Because when he said so, he didn't mean it literally. In his mind, he didn't really mean what he said, that it's really like that. He was just trying to give it an exaggeration, trying to dramatize. He was just trying to express how massive the army looked or how great the wall looked. And people tend to exaggerate in such situations. And therefore, it's a shuas havai. We're, not, we're people not to tend to exaggerate in such a thing it would be called a shuas shav. What would be an example of an oath that's a shigoga. A shigoga, literally, we t- we're going to attach unintentional, but he's going to say examples. Ketzat. Im he. If it's a shvua, an oath, which has to do with a person that was asked to say testimony. And he says, I don't know any testimony. And he's taking a shvua that he doesn't know. Or someone said, you owe me money, and he says, I don't. And he's taking a shvuasapikodin, so the example would be that he forgot at the time that he took the shvua, he forgot that he Ahitaka was holding on to that person's possession. And then he only remembered afterwards. That's called Shagabikod. Ubaidus, the time that he swore that he doesn't know testimony for this person, he forgot at that moment that he knew testimony, he only remembered later. As mentioned in Perek Aleph already, he's Potter in such a case from everything. Like we explained in Perek Aleph. If it's a Shvua Shav, an oath that was taken in vain, which there's different types of Shvua Shav mentioned in Perek Aleph. Kigoyim, for example. He took a shvua, he took an oath, he's not going to wear tefillin. And we mentioned in Perik Aleph that that's considered shvua shav because since he already swore in Mahar Sinai that he's going to wear tefillin, so swearing now that he's not going to tefillin has no effect, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a naught. But when he took the shvua, he did not know that it's a mitzvah to put on tefillin. That's called a shigaga. If it's a shvua, 
a false shvu, in other words, a shvu is bitui, which is shekekegoyin but for example, he took an oath, shaloi ochal, he took an oath and he swore that he did not eat. The time he took the oath, he forgot that he ate. And this kesheyachal, afterwards he remembered that he ate. Or he took a shavua that he's going to, that he's not going to eat in the future. He said he's not going to eat bread and then he went ahead and he forgot that he made the shavua and he ate the bread. So that's called a shavua shagog and he's part of Bechalal. Or he took a shvua that his wife is not going to benefit from him because she stole his wallet. Or she says benoi, or because she hit his son. Her, his son. Benoi. Then later on, he found out that she did not steal the wallet. And he should not hit the son. was anything similar. So those shvuas is a shvua shigaga. And uh, it's, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing not held accountable at all. Says the Rambam in Cain. In other words, we're saying if somebody made a shvuas, these four shvuas that Rambam mentioned, Allah above, those are all considered shvuas shgaga. And they won't be chayv anything at all. In Cain, if so, the Rambam has a question. So we'll take a stop before the Sha'avah for a second. The Rambam is asking, we mentioned in Perik Aleph that for certain types of Shvuz Bitoi, when someone swears a Shvuz Bitoi, there are situations that he's able to bring a carbon oil of how is that possible? If we just mentioned above that he forgot certain situations, he forgot it's not even a shvua, it's nothing. He's not his potem iklum. So will we be chayven a carbon? Will we be chayven a carbon? Now in Perik, Allah the Rama already answered this question regarding the different types of shvua. Shvua is pikadin and shvua is aides. That's already the Rama explained in Perik Aleph what the situation was, where there will be shaygik. Ramam's asking now about Shvuas Bitu. So he says like this, Lisha Ovar, if you're talking about a Shvuas Shigigas Bitu in past tense, we will be chayva carbon. For the Shigig is, for example, he took an oath that he has not eaten. At the time he took the oath, he was in full awareness that he did eat. And he was also in full awareness. He knew that he's stating a false oath, and he knew that it's forbidden to state a false oath. So he was all in the know. But one thing he didn't know: he didn't know that if somebody takes a shvuas sheker, he's chayav a carbon. That's the only scenario where a person should have to bring a shvua, a carbon for making a shvua, a carbon oil of a yarded for making a shvua's bita in past tense is only if the only thing he didn't know was that if someone does so, he's high of a carbon. Which scenario would there be? In the future tense, so the scenario that the Rambam mentioned for the past tense also works for the future tense. However, there's a second scenario which is less um, a squeeze play, so to speak, 
than this, uh, than this scenario. He took a shvua that he's not going to eat bread that's made out of wheat flour. And he made a mistake. What was his mistake? He thought that he made a shvua that he is going to eat bread that's made from the wheat flour. Exactly the opposite of what he really said and what he meant originally. And he went ahead and ate it. Shazad, this person, what was Nelam, what was concealed from him at the moment? The Shvua. Hey, Chaisa, what the Shvua was. He remembers what he made the Shvua about. He remembers it was about bread that was made of wheat flour. That he remembers. That is a situation of Shigaga. When it comes to a Shvua's Bitei for the future tense, in such a situation, he will be obligated to bring a carbon oil of a yodet. Because, as Mepharshim uh, explained, it says, it says, What was Nelami Menu? The Shvua. The Shvua was Nelami Menu. But he knew what he's talking about. He knew it was about the bread that's made out of wheat flour. Okay. If somebody took an oath, it's not going to eat bread made out of wheat flour. He ate this bread made out of wheat flour. But when he ate it, he thought that he was eating made out of barley flour. He went, when he went to the bakery, he went, he took the one from the other basket. And he thought it was the one that he was supposed to take from. It was the wrong one, and he thought it was the, the, the sign said uh, barley flour. Harezan is a potter. That's takanoinus. That's not a shaygik. He's potter. What was nelam from him? What was concealed from him? Not the shvua. He knew what the shvua was. What was nelam was the chayf, it's the item that he made the shvua about. And the Torah says, "Venelami menu," talking about the shvua. Then he's chayiv a carbon, but not when it's nelami menu the item. Halacha yud nelami menu shvua hey chayisa venelami menu chayvish and ishbelav. If he if he both was concealed from him both the shvua well, he didn't remember how, what he swore exactly, and he didn't remember what he was told, what the shvua was about what what kind of an item it was. How would be such a scenario? He made a shvua that he's not going to eat bread made out of wheat. And in his mind, he thought, he swore that he's going to eat bread made from wheat. And he ended up eating bread made out of wheat. But he in thought He's eating bread made out of barley. Sha'arei helam shvua v'chayfet biyod. Because the same time, at the same time, he, he forgot both. That he's a ka'onus a potter. He's like an oinus, and he is potter. Halacha yud alif, the final halacha. Nishba kikash lo yechlenu. Minitztai, I love 
This guy took an oath on a loaf of bread that he's not going to eat it. And then, later on, he got cravings for that piece of bread, and he had pain. He, had, he, he was in, 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 in emotional tor- uh, turmoil. He needed that bread. He was in, in such turmoil that, that he went ahead and ate it because he was in pain. He was a shoyig. What's the shoyig? He thought he thought since I'm in pain probably I'm allowed to eat it because uh, yeah if it was Pekoch Nefesh he would talk about allowed to eat but we're not talking about Pekoch Nefesh it wasn't such a drastic turmoil so this person doesn't have to be a carb why not why does he have to be a carb he remembered the Shavua what does it mean? means that when he will know, he will refrain. His knowing did not make him refrain. He knew what the Shavu was about. That didn't hold him back from refraining. He knew the whole time was Asr. He ate it in, in, in error. The Shavuah he knew the whole time. And it still didn't hold him back. He's not a shoigig. That's from Chayla Korban. It says in the Pazak, Asheloi, say, Asen of Ashem. It says, over there, Ashav me the Yosai, maybe Korban Ashigigosi. Somebody that, if he would know, he would hold himself back. That person brings a Korban on a shoigig. But somebody who, who will not hold him back, if he knows, does not bring a Korban on a shoigig. So therefore, he doesn't bring a Korban.